Good day, everyone, and welcome to part one of the Plugged In with Diane Warren August double feature. In this episode, we're sitting down with two of our amazing team members here at Good Learning Anywhere, Sue Wright and Robin Larrabee. We're going to chat about amazing things that are coming up this fall. This podcast has been produced by the team at Good Learning Anywhere. Our theme music is by bensound.com, and we are your hosts, Diane Altinbelek and Warren Butler. So Warren, how are you today? I'm doing well, Diane. How are you? I'm great. I am almost done my course development load. <laughs> yeah, you've been uh, banging them out this week. We put a big push on that to get those uh, those wrapped up. So that's good. Yeah, and I'm super excited about the last one that we have to do. It's in progress, and I'm really, really hoping to get you a draft very soon. And I am so excited um, because it's going to be a brand new course. And uh I'm really, really excited for all the new things to come. And I'm also really, really excited about our two guests that we're having today. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, the summer is flying by right now. And before we know it, uh, the fall term will be here. And it's pretty good timing that we have uh, our, our two special guests here with us today. Yeah, I am very excited. So I think without further ado, we should get to some introductions. We're going to start with Sue Wright. Sue, say hello and tell us about your role at Good Learning Anywhere. Well, hello. Um, my name is Sue Wright, and I have been with Good Learning Anywhere for the past, if you can believe it, at the end of next week, 10 years. It's my 10-year anniversary. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. I know. I know. Um, We've had a lot of fun here over the last 10 years. Um, my roles have definitely changed as we've started to grow. Um, I am currently the event manager and, uh, and I also do online educating as well. Um, I'm part of the support team here at Good Learning Anywhere. And yeah, just a lot, a lot of roles. I mean, I book the courses, I enroll people, I schedule, I teach, and I mentor. So a little bit of everything. That is pretty awesome. And now I'd like to introduce our second guest, Robin Larrabee. Tell us about yourself and what your role is here. So I'm Robin Larrabee, as you said. Thanks, Di. And I've worked in eChannel since 2010, and I joined GLA in 2017. Um, I started as an online mentor, and then in January of this year, I took on the role of Moodle lead and support team member along with Sue. So in addition to mentoring learners, um, I work with some groups of learners in classroom programs. I oversee the Moodle learning platform, and I get to work on curriculum development, which I love. So my day-to-day -day activities include checking learner progress and attendance and sending encouragement. I also enroll learners in Moodle courses, edit and develop content in Moodle, and support my coworkers with training and answering questions about Moodle. Is that it? Did we cover? <laughs> Did we cover everything? Or? There's always more. There's probably more, but there's probably more. Yeah. How much time do we have? You know what, Warren? What I realize is that apart from being co-hosts and producers on this podcast, we've never talked about what our roles are. We can just leave it a big mystery. <laughs> That's how we're going to keep our listeners wanting more. There we go. So is everybody excited for the fall or are you just kind of dreading the end of summer? I'm always excited for the fall. Usually in the summer, uh, it's a little slower. 
Um, but I got to say, this summer has not been slow, right? It usually settles down a bit. We get to do some development, take some vacation, but uh, definitely it is still going strong. So, but I am looking forward to the, uh, the fall time because it brings a lot of new courses, new faces, new people. So yeah, bring it on. <laughs> what about you, Robin? Are you uh, sick of the endless Moodle questions for during course development? <laughs> uh, pro- not really sick of the questions. I think um, the reviewing can get a little onerous sometimes. There's a lot of nitpicky little details that need to be edited and they keep getting like you can't get rid of them they're in your head and and you have to come back to people and say hey can you fix this and it's just it's a lot of detail but it's good I like detail and I enjoy it and I think that it um in the end our our product is good and that's what we're going for yeah exactly it's uh interesting how long the course development can actually seem to take because we put an entire summer into it but it's really necessary to address all those details so we are turning out the highest quality courses that we possibly can Exactly. Yeah. As Sue was mentioning earlier, uh, the summer has definitely felt a lot more busy, uh, but a good busy. So I, I think that's important to explain. But um, I also wonder if, you know, maybe if we got a little bit more busy just due to COVID, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people are still hesitant. Learning centers are still kind of slowly opening here and there. And even with limited numbers allowed inside some of the learning centers, people still have an option for online courses. So I, I think we're still feeling that effect a bit. And, uh, but it is definitely going to be nice as, as the province opens up, learning centers are opening and everyone kind of gets that, uh, that back to school feeling in the fall. It, uh, it'll be quite exciting for sure. Oh, I'm so excited to actually have learners coming back in because I know that the list of learners that I've mentored this summer has gotten really, really low. And I know that, you know, people want to go out and enjoy the weather and so forth. But I was kind of expecting with COVID sort of killing off festivals and things like that, that we were actually going to have a pretty stable number of learners, but we still had a high amount of people take time off. Um, which is great because we could keep the focus on course development, but I kind of also really, really miss people. I really miss our learners and I'm excited about them coming back and I'm excited about new courses we're going to be offering them. But before we get into that, Sue and Robin, I'd like you to each spend a little bit of time telling us about your platforms. So uh, we'll start with the live course platforms with Sue. Great. Thanks, Di. Um Yes, yeah, so I basically oversee the uh, live platform and we use the Adobe Connect um, 11 for uh, delivering um, our material. Uh, we've used them approximately for the last two years. As you know, technology is always changing, so we have to change with it. So we've gone through, I think since I've been here, maybe three or four different platforms. But I do like the Adobe Connect platform. The one reason I really like it is because of its user-friendly, especially for instructors and also, most importantly, our learners. We can provide links to them and it's easy and accessible for them to get into um, the classroom because we that's what we're trying to do is reduce the the amount of barriers um, for our learners. Um, So if a learner can't get into class, that's not good. So I do really appreciate how the ease of use for the Adobe Connect platform. 
I also like the fact that it has a lot of features um, in, in the classroom itself. And the one feature I really like the best is, of course, the uh, participation features. Um, not everybody coming into a live classroom is, um, sometimes they can get be a little bit anxious or nervous, uh, so they won't use the microphone, right? So there's a couple of different ways to communicate in the classroom. Uh, one is a microphone. Another one is the text chat. Another one, we also have um, the video. And we also have the uh, participation icons. So, you know, it, it depends on how comfortable the learner is in the classroom. They'll use those different features because we're, we're, we want it more than just a webinar where the instructor sits there and just delivers the material to the learners. We want them to participate. So if you just even click on a button and say, give a green check mark that's great. If you feel like you want to ask a question in text chat because you don't want to use your microphone, that's great. So whatever your comfort level is. So really, I mean, the Adobe Connect platform for us right now um, does what we need. And again, ease of use, user-friendly, um, and people can connect. Hey, that's Sue, all. just a, a quick follow-up question mm -hmm. there. So let's say like I, I'm, I'm new to all this and I'm just coming in and I'm like I'm shaking in my boots. I don't know if I'm coming or going, but I'm going to take this class. And um, what, what do I need? Like, do I just need a computer? Like, how do I get online? Like, what are kind of the requirements I would need? Right. You would need um, a computer or a mobile phone. Um, you would need internet. And we would like you to have a headset. Um, but again, that is not a must. Definitely a computer or um, internet access is pretty mandatory for online learning. Great question. Thank you. <laughs> so Robin, tell us about the uh, independent courses in Moodle. So I love Moodle because it's um, very flexible for developing content and delivering it. Uh, it's, it's independent, obviously, which you said, so learners can access courses and work through them at their own pace. It's flexible and fun, and we find that learners really enjoy the activities. They're interactive and fairly intuitive. I find most of my learners don't have trouble accessing Moodle. They understand what's happening and what they need to do, and they're, uh, we're working on at least some text-to-speech applications so that when a learner is looking at a course, it will read the content to them. Uh, it has a simple login, and it's pretty easy to navigate. And we don't seem to have a lot of tech issues, sorry, tech issues with it. And it's accessible on tablets and computers. You could also access it on your mobile phone, but we don't recommend that since the screen's pretty small. I actually have been developing in Moodle myself this year uh, for the first time. I did a course uh, during the spring semester and now over the summer semester, I'm developing another one. And I've got to say, I really, really appreciate the variety that you can incorporate in there. So you can do text, you can do interactive media, you can insert videos, you can link to YouTube and, you know, you can have gradable assignments and then you can just have assignments that they can pass through and read. And it's really given me a lot of flexibility with my development, which I really, really appreciate. And I think that any, any content creator really, really loves that opportunity to sort of bring themselves and bring a little bit of uniqueness to that development. Yeah, I would agree. So I keep on 
you know, hinting at my excitement and everything about the new courses that are coming up. And I just wanted to ask everybody, which ones are you guys the most excited for? So Sue, let's start with you. Tell us what's new in the live platform and tell us what your favorite new course to come is. Okay, so that's good. I'm glad you phrased it like that because I was like, I just have to pick one that I'm excited about. I do have a couple uh, that, because um, we've got so many. And I want to also say our development just didn't start in the summertime. Our development actually started way back in the winter when we started thinking about what were the gaps that we had here at GLA. Um, we, all of our staff um, has input into this. And again, they, that started way back in, in the winter time. And then in the spring, we started to uh, do more research. Um, just like uh, one of the classes I was gonna tell you about the live classes um, is employment class, right? So the we noticed that there was gonna be, everyone's going back to work and we're thinking what are gonna be some of the gaps coming up um, in the near future. So. You know, some of us did some research and we came up with some of those what we think might be um, in good employment opportunities for some of our learners, right? At least in the long run, what have you. Uh, so that's one of the ones that I'm really excited about. We have um, a live class series exploring careers. Um, I won't give away the careers, but there's uh, definitely we explore um, several of them. Uh, we also have um, our mental wellness at work series. Uh, again, I'm going through all the live ones. Um, I think that's really important for us because we have to, after coming out of two years of COVID, you know, a lot of us are going to be going back to work, not being in our homes. Some people have left their homes, of course, but um, again, you know what, they might get anxious, right, going back to the workplace. Um, you know, there's lots of anxiety. So in this course, they'll be talking about occupational mental health, and giving some tips um, to achieve a good work and life balance. And we're also offering um, a course land and legend series. Uh, this is similar to our um, arts and crafts from last semester if you've taken it but we we've got such a great response from that series that we've created um, another series so it's a three-part series and um, in this uh, series we'll explore indigenous crafts and cooking uh, we'll learn about the teachings behind delicious uh, three sister soup and how to create a beaded corn cob keychain so those are just a couple of them. I mean, we do have quite a few coming out. Uh, you'll have to go to goodlearninganywhere.com and see for yourself all the other ones. But uh, we have a lot of courses. That is really, really exciting. I'm glad you brought up the mental wellness at work one because uh, it's actually my course development team that's been working on that. And I've actually gotten, I'm not the developer on it, but I am the, uh, the reviewer and I got to see the outline of it and the work in progress. And I'm really impressed with it and really, really excited to see that one coming out because I think it's going to be super, super useful. And some more, uh, some more promotion here. We have a brand new 
introduction to gender issues course that's coming out. It's just been a really, really exciting course to develop and I'm really excited to see it roll out and I'm very, very eager to see what the feedback comes in on that one. So that one explores a number of different issues like women's issues, uh, LGBTQ2IA plus issues. Uh, we talk about uh, gender issues in indigenous context and so forth too. And I'm really, like I said, just really, really excited that we got the opportunity to produce that and uh, just itching to see how it's received. Warren, is there a live course that you're excited to see roll out? Yeah, you know, I, I kind of touched on it at the beginning here when we were talking about the province opening up and, you know, maybe people getting outside a little bit more and um, I saw I saw the final copy of a, a new course we're launching called Travel Literacy, and that course inspired me. Like I got excited just going through it, and uh, you know, just thinking about all the great places across Ontario that we have in our backyards that we can travel to, and uh, you know, just thinking about all the thought and all the different things you need to consider when you when you want to travel across Ontario. So I'm looking forward to that one. Partially going back to Sue's point, when our, our live classes are very interactive and um, I want to hear what places the learners want to visit or you know, what tourist attractions do they have in their own communities that people should come check mm -hmm. out. So just that whole collaboration um, aspect behind the live classes as well is, is quite exciting. So yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I was super excited when I saw that during the review process too, because it was not what I expected. It was uh, very thorough. It was really, really well balanced. It didn't just cover like destinations, but uh, a lot of travel literacy issues like budgeting and cultural etiquette and everything too. It's really a cool course. And uh, I'm going to shout out to Holly, the developer on that one, because she did an amazing job on it. And it's really, really exciting to see it come together. So we're going to throw to Robin next. Tell us about exciting new Moodle courses. We have a bunch. Um, and as Sue mentioned, we've been developing like all winter. And yeah, I have to give a shout out to all the developers because everyone works so hard and it's a big job. But I think it's really exciting to see the final results. Um, I'm excited and this is like shameless kissing up Diane because Diane's been working <laughs> on raising our voices and introduction to podcasting. And I'm excited about that course because podcasts are so popular and they're such a great way to access entertaining content all over the world and learn different things. Um, and I think she's going to tell us uh, what podcasts are and how they can benefit community building and education, adv advocacy and more in the course. And you'll learn how to find and access content that you might like and also um, learn some tips and tricks for trying out your own podcasting. Yeah, and then that one we've, uh, there's a lot to it. And it's funny because it's actually a short course for how much that it covers. And I'm Again, really, really excited to see that one roll out and to see if it helps um, anybody start making their own content and so forth, because this uh, the experience of creating this podcast uh, with Warren has been really amazing. And I've kind of found a new passion. It's uh, allowed us to be creative. It's allowed us to share information and to educate people. It's allowed us to reach people who are also working in the literacy and basic skills field. And it's given us opportunities to 
talked to some amazing guests so far, and we're really, really excited about guests we've got coming up in the future. And I'm very, very happy to share the experience that I've had creating this. And hopefully it will create some kind of positive impact for our learners. And I'm really nervous and also really, really excited to see how it's received once it rolls out this fall. You know, one of the course, one of the Moodle courses that I'm looking forward to is the, um, the AZDZ um, commercial truck driving license course. I probably messed up the title, but people have to check that one out. Um, I, that course excites me. Again, you know, the province is opening up. The economy is starting to rebound. There's going to be a lot more goods and services hitting the market. And there's only one way to get those products on the shelves. And, and we need people driving trucks. So it's, uh, it's one of those professions that people can get into rather quickly, easily, and safely. And uh, there's some huge opportunity. It's a, it's a competitive industry. Employers are, are going to have to pay well to, to attract good candidates. So uh, I think it gives our learners a good opportunity. If there's people looking for a career change or you know, they're looking for maybe an additional source of income, it's uh, it's an excellent opportunity to to check it out, and uh, you know, for a cor- for a free course, it doesn't really it doesn't cost anyone anything. At least they can get kind of a sneak peek for themselves, and you know, see if that's something they're interested in. And if not, you know what, all that they've really invested was their time to to take the course, and it's not a super long course, but it's uh, it's probably a better approach than you know, spending hundreds of dollars on a professional course just to learn that you don't like it. <laughs> so I think people will uh, will appreciate that. That's what I really love about our portal courses, or at least that's what I call them. I know that's not the official name for them, but we have a number of courses in Moodle where they just kind of break down what the skill and uh, or, you know, certification they're referring to is. So people get a chance to sort of get an introduction to it before they pay uh, we have one of those for SmartServe. We have one for Wemis. We have one for Ontario Food Handling. And uh, I actually took the SmartServe and the Ontario Food Handling just to kind of see how uh, how well our courses prepare for that. And uh, they don't give you a ton of knowledge because those are self-contained courses provided by the province. But what they do is give you a good idea if it's right for you to proceed with that, which is great because it saves people the hassle of having to spend between $35 and $80 on a course and then find out it's really not for them. So I really love that we're kind of expanding those portal courses, if you will. And I really hope that word catches on now that I put that bug in your ear, Sue and Warren. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but so I wanted to kind of discuss some of the reasons why we develop our own content. Yeah, you know, to find those gaps, right? Because everything's always changing you know, mindfulness, it's been around for a couple of years, but we we have to keep on expanding that like mental wellness. And I, I wanted to throw that out there. You guys were talking about Moodle courses. I was talking about a live course um, before with the um, mental wellness at work series. But again, if you can't attend live, then you can always, we have one in Moodle as well. And I think it's just so, so important um, mindfulness and mental wellness right now, because uh, a lot of people anxious, uh, depression, it's been a, a hard couple of years, right? 
you know, people, if they've been losing their jobs, daycare, family, very, very stressful events that have occurred over the last little while. And we sometimes forget to take care of ourselves. So anyways, that's my big push for mental health wellness. Um, But I also think that that is one of the things is always trying to find the gaps because technology is always moving too, right? So we have to actually even update some of our our courses, like even computers. Um, We have to they're always updating IT. So we have to do that as well. So basically, I I think that's all I really wanted to say um, about the the development. I'll leave it there. Yeah, the other interesting thing about these, these courses too, I know we've got a lot of new courses that are coming out. We've got a lot of core content that we're going to continue to offer as well. But the courses just aren't for adult learners that are coming into learning centers or or connecting with us through our websites and things like that. You know, anyone can take these courses. If you're an executive director um, at a program or, you know, you have a full-time job, but you're kind of curious about, you know, the the topic and um, it's really open to anybody. If you're an instructor for another literacy program and maybe you want to take it for your own uh, reasons, everyone's most welcome. And I think that's really important for people to know is that, um, you know, we try to develop these courses that are going to appeal to everybody, um, no matter where you live, where you're coming from, whatever your background is, try to be as inclusive as possible. And, and everyone's welcome to, to take the classes. It's, it's something I know I'm quite proud of the organization for. It's, it's a very warm and welcoming space. And we have a lot of fun in the classes. And it's, uh, we try to, like Sue was saying, bring down those barriers and, and make feel, people feel comfortable. And once those barriers are down, I think that's where the learning really starts to happen. I like that we provide opportunities for everybody. And I remember that when I was going through adult learning before I got uh, into the post-secondary scene, uh, it was really, really heavily stigmatized. And one thing I really appreciate about this organization is that we don't take the approach that we're here for upgrading your three R's and, you know, this is, uh, this is for a specific set of people who have had their education cut off by a specific set of circumstances or so forth. I like that we have courses that can fulfill needs for a variety of people. Like we have culture-centered content with our Exploring Ontario First Nations series, and we have arts and uh, a very, very successful uh, series of creative writing classes that we've been running for years and years. So we can bring people in who just want to learn a new skill or might want to explore the possibility of changing a career or just want to look into a new interest that's going to enrich their life in a way that might be atypical from that stigma that is promoted with adult learning. So I'm really, really happy. And we've, uh, I don't know how we managed this, but we are kind of successful at it too. Um, Going back to the example of the Exploring Ontario First Nations course, I taught that series to, well, most of the series two semesters ago and last uh, semester uh, taught the entire series plus the uh, Intro to Métis Culture course as well. And um, we had a variety of people who are actually professionals in our own field 
who just wanted to increase their knowledge, embrace a little bit of the culture, learn about the cultures who uh, were the original occupants of the treaty areas that they now inhabit through urbanization and so forth. And it was great. It was great seeing a variety of people from a variety of backgrounds uh, approaching learning with a variety of different contexts. And I'm really proud to be a part of an organization that promotes that. Yeah. And you know, what's great too about that die is that it makes the conversations and it makes the classes that much better. Cause you have all these people from different, you know, backgrounds, different experiences, you know, different knowledge and coming together to just share information together. Sometimes it makes it really easy on our instructors because you can, they can kind of sit back and, and just allow people to talk and, and share information with each other, which, uh, which is great. It's one of the you know, one of the foundational principles of adult learning, right, is uh, we want to allow the learners to take control. And uh, I think that's quite special, too. Yeah, it's all learning for their own purposes. Uh, So Warren, it was interesting earlier on, you were talking about the um, travel literacy. And you were talking about, oh, I want to learn about where everybody's going, right? I want to hear about that. And that's exactly what you're saying right there. See, we, we don't always just do the delivering of the material. You learn from the learners in the class. They learn from each other, right? So I just wanted to point that out because in some of the classes that I've taught, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that, you know, like, and you learn something. You will learn something in a class, I guarantee you. Yeah, like even for Robin, right? Like with Robin, with all the different Moodle courses that you've been involved in, could you sit there and say, you're a subject matter expert in all those areas with those courses? Probably not. No way. No, way too much content. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So much content. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's interesting what Sue was saying before, just kind of going back to that a little bit. I taught that Ontario First Nations series and had a learner that was sending me private messages. It was um, the story of uh, De Conaweta that we were talking about in our um, in our Exploring um, First Nation Cultures Haudenosaunee course. And uh, that story features um, an interaction with um, a historic figure named Hiawatha. And this learner started sending me side information saying like, did you know this about Hiawatha? And did you know this legend and so forth? And then after the class, when I finished up all of my attendance and paperwork, because I'm a good girl, Sue, I I definitely went down a Hiawatha rabbit hole and (laughs) and learned stuff that was not even in the content or even in the source content that this course had been created from. So yeah, everybody's got a different purpose for taking it. Everybody's got something different to share. And I will always appreciate that learner for, uh, for sending me private messages with links and so forth to contribute to my reading and contribute to my own learning. Yeah, when people participate like that, it engages other people, right? They might bring up something and then all of a sudden someone, oh, I I know something about that. And then they add in their two cents, right? And that's, then they start to feel comfortable in, I know I'm talking about the live classroom, but it is Adobe, (laughs) Um, but they feel more comfortable and then they start to participate more. So that's what I love about the live classroom uh, situation. We do have that opportunity somewhat in Moodle because we can actually add forums. Uh, it's another one of those options uh, that I love Moodle for its variety for, like I said. And um, 
most of the time the forums are pretty basic and so forth, but every once in a while you can get a pretty good conversation going too. I just wanted to say thanks for bringing that up because I was thinking the same thing about Moodle, that it it's not quite the same as the live classes for sure, but there's definitely opportunities for learners to share what they know and share their ideas with each other. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And the great thing about Moodle as well is that you can do it on your own time. I, I really, really love the opportunities for the live courses and so forth. But I know that um, keeping a schedule where you have to be somewhere at a certain time, especially if you're learning with us while you are maintaining employment as well can be kind of daunting. So I love that we have both the live and the uh, and the independent options. So I wanted to ask you guys, um, Tell me some of the ways that you as mentors set up your learners for success with us. Well, I think we do a lot of things here at GLA. I mean, we are in touch um, with our learners almost every week, um, trying to get them to see what they want to do. We try to work together um, with our learners to see what um, goals they have in mind, right? That's where I think you first have to start is sort of figuring out um, what are the goals of this learner? Where do they want to go? And sometimes they like to sidestep too, right? Sometimes they, you know, if they're trying to get their their high school, they don't want to do, you know, reading and writing and arithmetic. They might want to step over. Maybe they might want to maybe get their driver's license or get a part-time job filling out an online application for uh, work, you know? So it doesn't always mean that, um, just because they've set their goal and they want to do this doesn't mean that they're not going to take other courses either. We also meet with them online as well, especially if um, they want to, you know, they need to have that one-on-one. Um, we usually do recommend more of um, interacting via email or what have you, uh, because we're an online organization. Um, but that is something we definitely do. We could meet in the um, Adobe platform and we can walk through things, even like um, figuring out where um, all the courses and things like that, what their next steps are. So those are a couple of things, trying to um, keep in contact with your learner and trying to support them, right? Giving positive feedback um, as well as, hey, I haven't seen you in a while either, right? So um, again, it's all about supporting the learners. How about you, Robin? How do you set up your learners for success? I think a big part of that um, is what Sue said, absolutely, like staying in touch, um, encouraging them. I like to, I think it's important to listen and give, like make room for learners to, um, to deal with the challenges that life throws at them, right? They have kids, they are trying to manage jobs, they, um, they're trying to learn, maybe they're attending a classroom, they're trying to get grade 12 or whatever, um, they need a license, they have, maybe they have a bunch of medical appointments or, you know, different legal issues, we don't know what's going on, right? So I think just staying in close communication, um, giving them space to to let you know what's going on with them if they want to, and then um, being flexible and just as accommodating as you can and just understanding that, you know, just like some of us are working parents and lifelong learners, they are too. And we have those same challenges with balancing learning and the rest of our lives. And we do try to encourage learners to access their online programs on a regular basis, but sometimes life happens and that's not possible. So just, yeah, I think not coming down hard and fast and saying, you know, 
attend or else like just <laughs> just giving them space and and letting them do what they're able to do and and obviously that can't you can't have them not attending forever but I think uh, I think learn at least for me I think my learners have appreciated that and and also recognizing that not every learner's progress looks the same so some may take you know, five times as long as someone else to finish something. Um, you know, we have learners who really fly through things. And sometimes you wonder if they were actually able to learn something because they went through it so quickly. And then you have others who, you know, are really slow and they're making notes and they're going over and over and over it. And it doesn't look like they're making progress at all. So just accepting that everyone is different and that learning doesn't look the same for everyone and, and giving space for um, individuals and, and getting to know them and what that looks like. It's also super helpful that we have a number of different platforms that we can use too. So we're mainly talking about the Adobe Connect platform, which hosts our live classes and the Moodle platform, which hosts our uh, short independent classes. But we also have licensed content available through the Admentum platform. We have uh, we have access to another program called Spellzone as well. We're always investigating new platforms and opportunities to incorporate other content and so forth. Uh, I found that for me, sometimes somebody looks at our catalog and they see a title that they like and they try it and the platform's not right for them. But if we've managed to successfully establish some kind of rapport as mentors, we might be able to communicate with them openly and say, you know, I think that this course in this platform might be more suitable. It falls in line with your interest. And the other thing too, is to not be possessive about our learners. We need to know when it's right to make a referral to a partner organization or uh, another another uh, provincially recognized educational body or, 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 or. Warren, anything to add? Yeah, I think from a mentoring standpoint, I think setting short-term goals and uh, taking the small steps has also been really important. We've seen a lot of success. Just taking a learner's long-term goal and maybe breaking it down, just kind of peeling it back and, and walking walking through that. And I, and I think it goes back to it, you know, what Robin and Sue were talking about is just, you know, taking the time to listen, ask questions. I remember this is going way back. Uh, it's a learner that is, I think is still taking classes with us, but um, at the time she was looking to change careers and, and she felt like she didn't have the skills. She couldn't get a job. It was just very frustrating. And I think I asked her a question. I was like, well, what was the last job you had? Or what was the, the last job that you enjoyed the most? And she said, well, I worked in a retail shoe store. I was like, oh, so I just started asking questions. Well, what did you like about that? And then she started, you know, I like talking with people. I like, um, you know, asking them how their day was. I'm like, okay. And then you know, I'd ask like, well, what other responsibilities, you know, did you have? And she's like, well, I had to, you know, I had to close the store. And I was like, wow, okay. That's a lot of responsibility. Like, um, yeah. And I had to take care of the cash register and make sure everything added up with the receipts. I'm like, wow. Okay. So you've got some strong math skills and just having that conversation really helped her understand like, wow, you know what? I do have a lot of skills. I, I've proven that already in, in previous jobs. And, and I think as we peel back the onion a little bit, so as we kind of take the peel off and open things up a little bit more, 
learners will start to see for themselves that, you know what, they already have the skills, you know, they have some things that they want to work on. But I think having those conversations also helps, you know, build their confidence and, and make them feel like, hey, you know what, I can do this. Like, I'm, I'm close to achieving my goals. I have the skills. It's just maybe I just need a bit of guidance. And it's having those conversations that, uh, again, I think we see that, that progress long term, which is uh, really, really neat to see. I think engaging learners that have uh, sold themselves short is a pretty common thing that we see here as mentors too. Um, there seems to be this lack of, lack of recognition for people's own transferable skills. And I think, again, that really comes from how heavily stigmatized the, the adult learning scenario can be because we we live in a society where we think a lot about these traditional paths to education and skills building, and we don't really make a lot of room um, in our thinking for how we accumulate skills and experience that's really, really relevant to the employment world or, uh, or the learning world outside of those traditional educational models. And uh, I think it's amazing that you were able to have that conversation with her and that you were able to make her realize that she's got a lot to offer. And uh, I think that that's an amazing skill that you have promoted with other people who are doing mentoring here at, uh, at Good Learning Anywhere. So thank you for that, Warren. And, uh, and also, Sue, like you've been here for a long time too, and uh, you established that uh, in your role supporting other mentors as well that it's really, really important to see the learner for who they are and to uh, make them see their value and their worth too as part of the mentoring process. Even to Robin's point too, right? If, if we push people and we could easily push people, you could say, okay, you have this amount of time to get the course done, then you're in, out. It's a transaction, right? And uh, I think we try to move away from that transactional learning and, and it's it's more of relationship building and, and I think that's really really important um, we're coming up on 20 years of, of doing online learning uh, next year I think is going to be our 20th anniversary for good learning anywhere so you know obviously we've made mistakes along the way we've learned from them too but I think we've caught on to something that's worked really well for our learners and I, I think we've been well established and and a lot of it, it comes down to our instructors, our, our curriculum designers, our, our mentors, um, just everyone bringing their own skill sets to the table and, uh, and transferring those skills, just like a learner would as they come into our program, trying to find their way, they're transferring skills. And it's the same as for a lot of our staff as well and applying things that way. So, yeah. Awesome. So we have one final question here, and this one is for Sue. Uh, how do potential new learners reach us and get registered? Yes. Well, that's an easy question. Um, yes. So go to goodlearninganywhere.com. And basically, you will see um, on the top right, usually there's a, a yellow and a red button and go and register there. Once you register, once you click on that button, you will see all the courses come up and you'll select the courses that you want to take. Because as Warren mentioned earlier, all of our courses are free. Now, 
just because you might select maybe five or 10 courses, um, we don't like to give everybody all of those courses at once. It can become very, very overwhelming. So we usually like to start you in one platform. And if you're taking a live class, we would um, allow you to take that as well. Um, so don't think that you can't take them, but just in time, right? It's, it's, uh, it's more doable that way. And you won't be as anxious because we, we have three different platforms here. So sometimes it can be a little overwhelming. Um, so once you uh, fill out that registration page, um, we receive it here. And then what we do is we will move you on to a mentor. And again, that mentor, um, if you had any questions about um, accessing a course or you wanted to change courses, uh, you would just contact that mentor. Um, so again, they're just an extension of GLA, right? Instead of picking up a phone or going to a classroom, you would just email them and they would help you out that way. Um, if you did have any questions, you could always call our toll-free number at 1-866-550-0697 and press 1. And when you call that number, you will reach me and you can ask me whatever question you want. <laughs> whatever whatever um, questions you have, I'll be happy to answer for you. Like any question? Well, almost any question. Almost any okay. <laughs> Yeah. But those are really the, the ways to get a hold of us anyways or to register. Okay, awesome. So does anybody have any final thoughts that they would like to add before we wrap up? One thing if I can chime in real quick is... Uh, so the, uh, we talked about a lot of the, the new courses, um, we touched on some of them, and uh, to get a more thorough description, um, as Sue mentioned, we'll have all that information on our website. Uh, you can save the date, August 23rd, which I believe is a Monday. That's the date we have uh, bookmarked to, uh, to go live with the registration for the fall term. So at that point on Monday, August 23rd, you'll be able to take a look, review all the courses, check out the dates, see what's live, see what's an independent course, uh, read the descriptions and so forth. And then you can register um, at that point then. So we've got a couple more weeks here, a bit of work left to do before we were live with that, but uh, that's coming very, very shortly. Yeah, that's just around the corner. As soon as you said August 23rd, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm still in development on the last course <laughs> on my plate. So I really, really got to get moving on that. Uh, thank you very much, Sue and Robin, for joining us. And thank you to all of our listeners for plugging in. If you have any questions or want to suggest a future topic for the podcast, please email me at diane, D-I-A-N-E, at shlc.ca. Please remember to like us on Facebook and check out our website, goodlearninganywhere.com, and hit those likes, subscribe, and favorite buttons on your favorite podcast platforms. And remember to plug into our next episode where we discuss FASD awareness with our special guest, Karen Corbier-Generu. And until then, stay safe and keep learning. <laughs> <laughs>